Today is 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our readings today are taken from first reading, Jeremiah 23, verses 1 to 6. The second reading is taken from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 13 to 18. The Gospel reading is from Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 to 34. My brothers and sisters, our readings today show us that God sends us messages to make us and mold us into what he has created us for. Not because he needs us. He's not sending us a message that he cannot do. But because he wants to make us useful to ourselves and to others. Which is the reason he created us. When you are doing what you are meant to do. With the talents given to you. You feel fulfilled. That I know myself is not a minor statement. It's a statement of confidence. It's a statement of gratitude to God, to your maker. For the truth about knowing self is really living a good and useful life. Knowing God, loving God, and loving your neighbor. One who is fulfilled does not need law. And one who knows himself is not tired of his being. This is the goal and purpose of the word of God. To bring solution to our life in the world. In today's readings, God addresses the leaders of the world and leaders in the world for their very important work on his behalf. It's not that God cannot take care of the world without leaders. God can take care of the world and he does take care of the world in spite of our leaders, in spite of our presidents, in spite of our religious leaders, in spite of the clergy, from the deacon right up to the Pope. And in their proper designation by God, these are positions of service. And no matter how much we serve, we cannot replace God in our lives. We cannot replace the role of God that he plays in our lives. If we work full time to try to save our life, God is equally working full time to save us. To think, to be able to match what God does in our lives, will certainly gives us, give us a very high fulfillment. In the first reading of today, Jeremiah sounds the warning to the shepherds, those that God has appointed to take care of his people. He sounds the warning not to mislead them. We should not be contending with those, with our employees, as if we are jealous. Human beings tend to incapacitate their employees just to make themselves feel bigger than them. Instead of encouraging them and giving them the means, they act as if they are jealous of them. Does it mean that the leaders know 
that they do not even know the work. After God has placed them in position, do they forget why God has put them, exalted them in their position? The prophet Jeremiah sounded that warning. Woe to the shepherds who mislead and scatter the flock of my pasture, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, against the shepherds who shepherd my people. Say, you have scattered my sheep and driven them away. You have not cared for them. But I will take care to punish your deeds. So God is even condemning their actions. And if their actions are condemned, what will they have to show for their salvation? That is why often Christ will say, you sit on the chair of Moses. You will not lift a finger to keep the law, and yet you will bar others from keeping the law. And he says, I myself will gather the remnants of my flock from all the lands to which I have driven them and bring them back to their middle. There they shall increase and multiply. The word of God is for our own good. It's to remind us of what God made us for, created us for. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. This is when God shepherds his people. He enables the people to live their life, to do what they are supposed to be doing. He empowers them. This is the yoke that all those in leadership should, put, should wear. This is the yoke of Christ. When it says, my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. If shepherds appointed by God know this and take this to heart with faith, then they will do the work of God and they will be fulfilled as well as those under them. Those under them will be delighted to be obedient to them, to listen to them. The work of servants even an, and of slaves should not be burdensome. Wear my yoke to do the work I have assigned you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Doing the work of God does not give reproof or a, a, a reprieve, relief to God. God did not send us to go and do his work so that he can rest. He matches 100% whatever he has sent us to do, even when we are doing it right. We see from today's gospel how Christ has sent his disciples to, to go on a mission. Where we take it from today's gospel is when they started, when they returned and gave report. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught. And Jesus said to them, come for a while and rest. Let us begin to see in this encounter the model of leadership in the world and especially in the church, the body of Christ. Say, come away by, by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. As they did that, the people in need, the sheep saw where they were going. And some of them knew where they were going. 
They needed services, so they went there. They even got there before them. On, arri on their arrival, Jesus saw the crowd and had pity on them. How did he see them? Like sheep, a sheep without a shepherd. A shepherd is not a boss. He's a servant. And Jesus set out to teach them, began to teach them many things. The many here means everything they needed. So they came to rest. This shows that walking is not what cripples people. Walking energizes the walker. When you see the fruit of your labor, when you have work to do and you know your work and you are willing to do the work, you do the work and the joy you derive from the work energizes you to do the work. To do the work that you know does not wear you out. Oh, this work is difficult. What is difficult is not the work. It is your knowledge and willingness to do the work. If you are reluctant to work, your reluctance becomes a burden on you. Or when the supervisor is jealous of the work you are doing, they tend to lay obstacles on the work, put a burden on the work through their supervision. So when priests begin to be jealous of faithful parishioners, they become an obstacle to them instead of enabling them. That is why the office of the Pope is the servant of the servant of God. If the Pope understands and wears this yoke properly, yes, he has the care, the universal care of all the Christians in the world. It's a big job. But it is not a burden if we wear our yoke, Jesus Christ. Pope John XXIII, when he was inspired to convoke the Second Vatican Council, he was worried and could not sleep. And the Lord ministered to him in his sleep, in the spirit, and he heard the word, the Lord call his name, Giovanni, Giovanni, are you in charge of the church? the owner of the church, or the Holy Spirit. He said, it's the Holy Spirit. He said, then go to sleep. He was able to sleep. God did not and will not abandon his shepherd, his chosen shepherds. If we believe in God as we should, then our job, our work will not be a burden to us. St. Paul, in today's second reading, makes us know the nature of our work. Work of uniting the whole, whole world, the whole people in the world to understand that they belong to God and that Jesus came to make them one. There'd be no need to discriminate, to say this is nearer to me than the other one. He said, for in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have come near by the blood of Christ. No one is more Christian than the other. There's nothing like are more Christian. It's either you are a Christian or you are not a Christian. And to be a Christian is not by your own making. It is by the blood of Christ who came to live the life. 
who came to give his life the highest form of the manifestation of love. And God rewarded him by raising him from the dead that the work of dying for us will not confuse those he has come to save. That oneness. When leaders, whether they be of the world, but especially the church, who surround themselves with favorites, thus dividing the presbyterium, how can the work of Christ be done? If all of us have the understanding that we came to give our lives for others, there will be no room for division. St. Paul understood this very well. From being a persecutor to being a persecuted for the way he used to persecute. And so he says, For he is our peace. He who made both one and broke down the dividing wall of enmity through his flesh, abolishing the law with its command, commandments and legal claims, that he might create in himself one new person in place of two. Thus establishing peace and might, reconciled both with God in one body through the cross, putting that enmity to death by it. When a priest digests himself in his priesthood, he sees himself as a gift of Christ. He's bound to live as Christ lived. In his position, whether as parish priest, as assistant, or as bishop, or as pope, he will be a sign of unity. In his awareness, he will be filled with gratitude that he has parishioners, that he has priests, that he has bishops, all doing the same work. And this will smash the evil in the world and mold the world into the body of Christ. This is the work of the, of the church. Let us pray for the church to be a light for the leaders of the world as well, that we may be one in God, to know that our assignment in this world does not lessen the work of God. Whatever we do, it is by God that we can do it. And God still does it as we are doing it. Therefore, may we not be tired of doing good. May we not see goodness suffering for being good, to be good as a burden, but as a gift. Our main work of God is to praise God.